The Soccer Gambling Podcast is brought to you by Shady Race. SGPN is teaming up with Shady Race for Shady May. Get 50% off your Shady Rays using the promo code SGPN and then go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash shady for your chance to win $500. We're also brought to you by the SGPN merch store. Just in time for the summer, the SGPN store has a new line of mesh shorts. Use the promo code SHORTS at store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com for 10% off. That's the promo code SHORTS at store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com for 10% off. Fernandez. Rashford works the angle, went for the near post and hit it. Shaw coming back, Ben Rama able to bring it away. West Ham have a man down, but the advantage is played. Oh, De Gea has made a right mess of it. He's gone through him. And West Ham United take the lead. Well, it's incredible, isn't it? It's been such a mixed season for David De Gea, leading the Golden Glove, 15 clean sheets in the Premier League, but there's been too many mistakes like that. And there's no power on the Ben Rama effort. He just pokes at it. And De Gea, all he can do is just palm it into the back of the net. I really can't understand what's happened and how he hasn't managed to keep that out. Oh, it's a magnificent effort. Taking a touch. That's hit Wambasaka. Back into the fray. So check. Good save to Haya. Long throw in towards the near post. So check again with the flick. De Gea lost it. Flick towards goal. The on-field decision is a foul. And the VAR has upheld that decision. It doesn't stand. Fabianski making the save. Spilled away from him. Trying to commit Wambisaka, pulling it back. Ben Rama was waiting. Pakatar will take over, gets to the byline, stands it up deep. Oh, it's into the side netting. Rice. In from Pakatar. And although the ball is in from Socek, it's offside. You are listening to. BetMUFC here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. You can follow BetMUFC's Twitter account at BetMUFC. That's at BetMUFC. You can follow Soccer Gambling Podcast as well at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer. The Sports Gambling Podcast Network are at the SGP Network. That's at the SGP Network. And my other Twitter account for all sports is at LockBettingCom. That's at LockBettingCom. So what can we say here about the game against West Ham? I think Manchester United are now in trouble. Not because we have a difficult run-in, but just because we don't look like we know how to score goals and our goalkeeper is basically falling to pieces and is costing us trophies at this stage. He cost us the Europa League with the combination of him and Harry Maguire with the mistakes that they made or mistakes that he went on to make. And now he's done the same against West Ham. You can have 15 clean sheets this season and be in line for the Golden Gloves. But at the end of the day, you can also cost us games and costing us games can sometimes outweigh making a a number of great saves. Now, I am one person who believes that he would have less to do 
if he was more of a commanding goalkeeper anyway. I don't think David De Gea is a goalkeeper that fills the defence full of confidence in the first place. It doesn't help that you can't play back to him and he can't play out from the back. And it doesn't help that he doesn't have those... um, ball playing centre backs in front of him. I think Manchester United in this in the summer, despite the fact that our centre backs do look solid when we have our first two available, will be looking to get rid of Harry Maguire and maybe looking to bring in a actual ball playing centre back who can carry the ball out or we may be looking for a new goalkeeper who can actually play that sweeper keeper role and can be effective as a shot stopper as well because as I said, despite the fact that David De Gea saves a lot of shots, he also lets in a bad a lot of bad goals and also if he's not a commanding goalkeeper and he's not giving you what you want at the back in terms of the way you want to play stylistically, then he isn't the right goalkeeper anyway. So he can save as many shots as he wants, but the fact is he'd have less to do if Manchester United were doing more of the right things which were in line with the style of football that they want to play. So that in itself is a conundrum. Do you get rid of a goalkeeper that's keeping a load of clean sheets and making saves and keeping you in games? Or do you gamble on the fact that you'll be more dominant in games if you can have a goalkeeper at the back that does more? And also, if you can iron out those crucial mistakes, would Manchester United still be in the Europa League? Let's say, for example, if David De Gea wasn't their goalkeeper, would a better goalkeeper have saved one of the penalties that Brighton um, that Brighton scored before Brighton finally missed and put it over the bar? It's almost like we had to rely on Brighton to kick one over the bar because the Hale wasn't going to save one off the back of him not saving 11 in a row in the Europa League final and not even getting close to them. If you watch those penalties, he just looked absolutely awful. He's basically sitting down on his ass, and, um, and, and yeah, it wasn't an impressive showing at all. So moving on from De Gea, we can actually analyse the poor performances from everybody on the pitch. We can go through Martial and, and Weghorst and, and other players who I don't want to see there next season, but that's absolutely pointless. We know Manchester United don't have the squad depth to win the EPL. We know that Manchester United are probably punching being in the top four, especially if you're looking at the, the betting odds at the start of the season. I've seen people now criticising us and saying this would be an epic collapse and Bruno Fernandes in a press conference said that Manchester United have done really well to finish in the top four because no one had us finishing in the top six, which is a fact and he's been blasted for it. People have been saying, oh, how can you be the third most expensively assembled squad in Europe and not be um not and not be expecting to be in the top the top four. But that's not what he said. He said other people's expectations were not that. And that's factually correct. If you look at betting odds as a as a barometer, Manchester United were the six favourites to win the EPL this season and six favourites to also finish in the top four. So we're expected to finish behind all of the other five teams are expected to finish behind Arsenal and Tottenham and Chelsea and Liverpool and Manchester City. And if you know, if you recall, I firmly disagreed with that, saying that Manchester United were better on paper than all of those London clubs. And if Eric Ten Hag was the right man for the job, then he would take us above those teams. It turned out that um, it didn't look like he was going to be the right man for the job initially, but it turned out to be the right assessment and uh, hopefully Manchester United can see it through. It's not a foregone conclusion that Liverpool or Newcastle will win all their games, so perhaps we can drop some points, but I certainly wouldn't want us to be dropping any of those points against Wolves at home. It's one of our more winnable games. On paper, the game against Bournemouth looks like the most difficult because Bournemouth's been a difficult place to go to. In addition to that, Chelsea, if it's a an improved version of Chelsea, not the Chelsea we saw that lost six games in a row, but the Chelsea 
Chelsea that got a uh, got the win against Bournemouth. That could be a difficult game as well. But I certainly expect Manchester United to bookend this running with wins, starting here against Wolves and uh, and finishing up against Fulham. But it's not losing that concerned me the most. It was the fact that Eric Ten Hag conducted a press conference afterwards where he spoke about Manchester United creating a lot of chances in the first half and should have been able to score and put the game to bed in the first half. I didn't see that. I saw a Man United team who did okay in the first half, but went 1-0 down and then did nothing to respond to that and probably should have lost by three or four more goals. And even though David De Gea did make the mistake, ultimately the scoreline didn't flatter West Ham. In fact, it probably flattered Manchester United. And that's the main concern for me. It's not as concerning to me when we when we lose games. It's concerning to me when we don't actually do anything in those games in an attacking sense and especially the fact that we now haven't scored for three hours of football and Marcus Rashford looks like last season's Marcus Rashford and Marcus Rashford was a player who was, who was carrying us, Bruno Fernandes was a player that's carrying us and overall even if we do end up putting a run together and getting into the top four this really doesn't look very good when you're looking at the FA Cup final and the way Manchester City are playing at the moment. So I do have huge concerns. We will listen to Eric Ten Hag again as per usual. Before we do that, let me let you know that Shady Razor's teaming up with SGPN for Shady May. Not only do you get an amazing 50 cent off, but you also have a chance to win $500. If you lose or break your pet, also, even on day one, they've told us they'll send you a brand new pet, no questions asked, where you share your raise with confidence because they have your back long after your purchase. And if you don't love them, you can exchange them for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop with Shady Rays. Their team always has your back. And for our international listeners, Shady Rays now has you covered as well with shipping to Canada, Australia, New Zealand, and the United Kingdom. Go to ShadyRays.com, use the code SGPN for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Then simply take your receipt to sportsgallingpockets.com slash Shady for your chance to win the $500 Shady May contest. Let me also tell you about SGPN shorts. You've already got your shades from Shady Rays. Now it's time to get your pair of mesh shorts for the summer. SGPN has dropped a new line of mesh shorts, perfect for any summer activity. I'm looking forward to getting mine, grabbing my tennis racket and getting back in on the tennis court. I couldn't do that last year. Couldn't play tennis because of my broken leg, but um, it's not broken anymore. And I can get myself back on the tennis court whilst, of course, covering the um, the tennis grand slams here on the Sports Game Podcast Network as well. If you want to get yourself a pair of these shorts, head over to sportsgamepodcast.com. Uh, store.sportsgallonpodcast.com and use the code SHORTS for 10% off. That's store.sportsgallonpodcast.com and use the code SHORTS for 10% off. Now let's have a listen to Eric Ten Hag. Yeah, the, uh, the staff, the players especially, uh, uh, but also anyone else. Uh, Rob, when you talk about the, the next stage of your rebuild, what you want the squad to look at, look like next season... Are you expecting players to want to come here regardless of whether you're in the Champions League or is it so important that when you speak to players, players will say, you have to be in the Champions League for me to want to come here? Uh, I see a big difference um, in, uh, in comparison with last year. And there were a lot of reservations when I spoke last year with players and now many players they, they see uh, in which, uh, the project what's going on. Uh, the dynamic and the ambition in this project and the quality especially in this project and they are really keen to come I, I, I noticed that James so, sorry, so just on that do you think it was a harder sell last year whereas this year it might be a bit easier to entice the targets you want it looks like there were a lot of reservations last year 
a lot of doubts when we approach players and this year had them, uh, so many quality players they, uh, they really want to come and just just the overall as Neil was saying has been you know good this season has been progress and direction have you got any concern when you look at recent performances Brighton and West Ham that the team are running out of energy at exactly the wrong time uh, that is um, I was quite clear that is the case but we know uh, what is the reason behind but yeah, it's never been an issue for such performances but also uh, it's, a, it's a reason uh, where the, the squad looked fatigued and was fatigued I could, I could see it but uh, that was the good thing now we had a week and we have another week uh, to, uh, to the last week so and I uh, noticed all on the training ground, uh, the energy is back, and uh, so we will uh, give a better physical performance. I'm, I'm sure the, about that for tomorrow. Jamie, you always say you're convinced by your players; they've proven to you what they've done during the season. But now, you're in these last four games. Is this a new test of courage for them that they can hold their nerve in what is effectively, yeah, three or four game shootout, you know, to qualify for the Champions League? Yeah, but then I think there's always in football and particularly in top football, <laughs> it's always a test. And yeah, uh, we can take confidence and we can take belief because we have proven and uh, we beat the best, we beat the best teams in the world. So, but yeah, it's it's a test, a test of courage if we can do it because uh, we are in the right position and now we have to finish it. And yeah, that is a high uh, demand. And so it needs high standards. So definitely, you need you need courage. And and but the players and me, we have to take responsibility for it. Clear. It's definitely fair to say this is the first they've had this particular test, right? Because you've not managed these players at the end of a season when you need to qualify for the Champions League. So you yourself, you know, you can't be sure, can you, until you see what they do? Ah, no. Uh, in so in in this club. We have to do it for the first time, yeah. Eh? So I did it a lot of times, and many players of us in this squad did it a lot of times in other clubs. But yeah, and we have to to show it here. We have to prove it here. Yeah, clear. Uh, last question, Chris. You mentioned before, Eric, about your home form this season. How much of a comfort and cause of optimism is it that you've got three of your last four games at home? No, of course. <laughs> it's, we, we take that we know that we are very strong at home it's um, for opponent it's not a great place to come and we feel we feel confident we feel belief um, so and especially when we can create a togetherness with the fans that ambience uh, it's even more tough for opponents but uh, it start always with the team performance it start always with the quality of the way of play so uh, that is our responsibility to take that just to clarify, you mentioned before that in the previous games that the errors that were made were down to a lot of focus. Is there any concern with David that the uncertainty over his future with the club and his contract has led to any of this, these kind of form issues recently? Yeah, but also as a top football player, you are in such circumstances and you have to deal with it. And that is... Um, that is yeah, on top, every top football player, there is a high demand. And you have to accept that, and you have to deal with it, and the demand is you have to perform. But do you think that was partly to blame for the... Oh, if that's a reason? No, I don't think, because 
David is so experienced uh, that that's not a, that's not a reason. Uh, I can think about thousand and one reasons, but I don't think that's a reason. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. That was really interesting to me. As you know, sometimes it is and sometimes it isn't. And that was definitely on the right side of is. Um, talking about how he couldn't attract players last summer. They weren't interested in Manchester United. Manchester United was a mess. That pretty much tells you what the conversation was and how the conversation went between him and Frankie de Jong and what that was about. I think that was a big indicator there. And uh, how those conversations have improved. Maybe it's a conversation with Frankie de Jong. We know Barcelona need money. Is that a position and a player Man United is still interested in? I think we could do with someone alongside Casemiro. I think we could do for someone do with someone that can cover Casemiro, who seems to be suspended all of the time and perhaps is struggling with the schedule because Casemiro has come back from his recent suspension, hasn't been as good as the Casemiro that we saw when we first signed him, for sure. Um, I saw someone on ESPN grade his season as a C plus, a C plus signing, and gave Anthony a D minus, which was the same as Cucurella at Chelsea, who's been one of the worst signings in history. Um, so very harsh assessment of Anthony. I think he's had a decent first season. I think Casemiro has been incredible. To give him a C plus and to give um, Anthony's a D minus, that person shouldn't be writing about football. Cucurella, yeah, he's a D minus, but I think Anthony would probably be a, around about a C plus for me, and Casemiro would definitely be at the very least a B plus signing, um, if not an A. Obviously, Erling Haaland is the is the A plus. He's the standard bearer. Casemiro hasn't been that. But I think anything under a B plus would be harsh and C plus is definitely harsh. And giving Anthony a, a D minus is absolutely ridiculous. So we'll move on to this uh, this Wolves game. As I said, that was interesting from Eric Ten Hag. What's also interesting is the fact that life is full of what ifs. So what if you try something new? When it comes to dating, Talkify is a new way to meet other serious singles. What if they help you find what you're looking for? Talkify is the country's number one modern matchmaking service that is designed to help you achieve relationship success. Talkify is committed to finding your match. 80% of clients meet their person within the first 12 matches. And right now, Talkify is offering our listeners 20% off when you become a client at talkify.com slash SGPN. That's T-A-W-K-I-F-Y.com slash SGPN for 20% off when you become a client. Talkify.com slash SGPN. We close out with this game at home to Wolves, which is now a must-win game. There will be serious pressure on Manchester United if they don't win this game against Wolves. The bookies have them as the two to five favourites to win it. It's four to one on the draw, and it's seven to one here on Wolves. United are fortunate because Wolves have nothing to play for. There are injury concerns here coming into this game, Marcus Rashford being the main one. But at the same time, it does look like Rafa Varane returns to the back line, which would give us a lot more solidity. It's for that reason, I don't think Wolves will score in this game. I do think this will be a game where Manchester United keep a clean sheet. But I also think it could be frustrating with Manchester United's problems in front of goal continuing. Ultimately, I do think we'll break through. I think this will be a scrappy 1-0, maybe 2-0 if we can get the second one whilst Wolves open up a little bit and chase the game. But nothing more than that. So I think taking Man United to win with under four and a half goals is a very safe way to play this game. United have kept five straight clean sheets 
at home going into this game. We've been far better at home and it's fortunate that we just need to win three home games to make sure that we do finish in the top four. And we have three home games against Wolves, Chelsea and against Fulham on the final day. So the game against Bournemouth won't matter, but ultimately it'd be good if we can just win all of them and finish as high as we can. If we can win the next three in a row, we'll get the opportunity to rest some players against Fulham. That would be the ideal scenario because obviously I want us to have any advantage we can against Manchester City. Eight of the last nine matches between these two have featured two goals or fewer. So I very much think this is going to be in the 1-0, 2-0 category. 1-0 has actually happened in two of the last three home games that Man United have have played Wolves in. Um, So it would not surprise me to see that scoreline again. The 1-0 individually is backable at the price of 9-1. Definitely a lot of value there, but I'll take any win I can And it'll be even better if we can cash our lean here at the same time. And the lean, once again, for the show is going to be Manchester United to get the win with under four and a half goals tacked on to get you away from that two to five line. Tacking on that selection gives you the price of three to four here for this one. That's it for me. Good luck with all of your bets as always, guys. And thanks for listening.